Alright, hello everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you guys think that God is good, let's shout hallelujah together on the count of three. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> praise God. So, um, yes, I will be speaking tonight. And before I... S- oh, you guys are great. Uh, before I start my message, uh, I promised... Um, some of my new Australia family that I would give them a shout out. And so uh, I know that they're listening to the podcast right now. And so Young and Matt, I know you guys are listening. Uh, new Philly, we miss you. And we miss the rest of the New Life family. And uh, I just want you guys to know that what you're experiencing is just the beginning. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, I had to do that. So... <laughs> and Julie's here with us, so she's ours now. Um, all right. Let's all turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And we're actually, we're going to read through the whole chapter. And so get your reading voices. Me, 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 me. Get ready to read. So let's um, do verse by verse. I will read one verse. You guys will read the next and so forth. Are you all ready? All right, let's begin. Let's just quickly, let's just close our eyes for a second. Let's pray real quick. Uh, If you guys can put your hand over your hearts. Put your hand over your hearts and pray uh, with me. Father God, I just pray, Lord, that you would begin to open each and every single one of our hearts right now, Lord. I believe that you have called each of us here in this place tonight. And I believe that you have a word that is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword that will speak and cut to the hearts of every single one um, of your people in this place. And God, we just come against all the works of the enemy to try to oppress us, Lord, with any demonic spirit, any demonic plan, Lord Father. We just come against that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we just speak forth your protection over this place. And we just speak forth a release of your angels, God, your angels concerning us over each and every single one of us right now. We pray as we, as we read your word that you would just quicken the word, make alive your word. We know that that's not done without your spirit. So Holy Spirit, come and release the spirit of wisdom and revelation to each and every single one of us. We just worship you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's start. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the desert a highway for our God. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall, shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The 
Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion. Herald of good news, lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good news, lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Who has measured the spirit of the Lord or what man shows him his counsel? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are counted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to focus. Okay. Uh, all the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. <laughs> An idol, a craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts for it silver chains. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Oh, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Amen. Amen. Man, that is... A really heavy passage, but it's good, right? And it's gonna, it would take a long time to break it all down, but I believe that God wants to speak from this passage tonight. You know, our God is an awesome God, amen? And the Word of God is living. 
And I believe that God wants to quicken a word in each of your spirits tonight. Because I, I think that he, I think, I know that he has something specific for each of you. You know, you get one message and there's so many different people, yet that one message impacts each person. It's like it's personally tailored for each person when you hear it with the right ears. You guys know what I'm talking about? And so, you know, I really want you guys to open up your ears. And if there's anything that's distracting you, to just take a time to pray and come against it. Because I really believe that there's something that God wants to release tonight to all of us. That he wants us to have a shift in our heart, a shift in our perspective. He wants to release us to a faith that would have a shift in our circumstances. And so I know we prayed a lot, but let's just pray one more time. And this time I want you guys to pray. Let's pray together as just one body. And I want you to pray that God would just release a word that is specific to you. Say, God, I want to hear from you tonight. I know that you have something to say to me and I want to catch it. I don't want to miss it. And so just make that plea to the Lord right now. Come against any spirits of distraction, any which way the enemy is trying to get at you, even in this moment. Just take authority. You have power in your prayers. And so let's just bow our heads and let's pray together. Father God, Lord, we just come before you, Lord God, and we just petition, oh Lord Father God, open hearts, oh Lord Father God, that we receive the word, God, that you have for us in this place, Lord. Father, we come against every single spirit of doubt, every single spirit of discouragement, Lord Father, every single spirit of distraction, Lord Father God, I come against that right now, even over myself, Lord. And I pray, Lord Father God, for a boldness, God, to rise up, oh Lord Father God, oh Lord God, I may preach your word, oh Lord Father God, with fire and with faith, oh Lord Father God, and with ocean, Lord Father God, oh Lord, I just trust in you, Lord Father God, and I pray that your word would go out, oh Lord Father God, a word that would bring forth life in our hearts, oh Lord Father God, Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, we worship you in this place, oh Lord Father God, hallelujah, Lord, release your anointing, oh Lord Father God, even if Father, Lord, I just quickly pray over myself. I pray, Father, that your anointing would just come upon me right now, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you would release the spirit of boldness, Lord Father God. Lord, that I may preach your word with power and with authority, God. I pray, Lord Father, against any single spirit of distraction over this place, any oppressing spirit, any spirit of discouragement, any spirit, oh Lord, that's seeking to hinder us from receiving the word that you have, Lord. We just come against that right now. And we just pray, Lord Father, open our ears, open Open our hearts to receive what you have for us. We just worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I'm in awe of the majesty of our God. We say God is a lot of things. God is love. God is patient. God is kind. But just reading from this passage, I remember, man, God is so majestic. He's so majestic. You know, I'm in awe of the God who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. It's such awesome imagery. Um, and the God who measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and to whom the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are counted as dust on the scales. And what boggles my mind is that same God reaches down to each of us, his sheep, and he picks us up and he holds us in his arms and he holds us close to his bosom and leads us. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, God's love is unfailing. And I really think that the word of love is just going to go out tonight and encourage a lot of people uh, in this place because I think there's been just a spirit of discouragement that's coming against a lot of people in our church, um, at least from what I can discern.
And so I'm, the word that I'm about to speak to you tonight is something that has encouraged me. And maybe I even <laughs> was blessed for it for myself. But I believe that that blessing is going to go out to each of you. Amen? Amen. You know, uh, we have so much to rejoice over today. And we have so much to be expectant about tomorrow. And we have so much, so, so much to be thankful for. And it's so easy to forget all of that. But just for this time, I want us to just quickly remember that our God is a majestic God. And our God is a faithful God. And our God is a God that loves us personally. The creator of the ends of this earth, he's on our side. You know, and there's something going on right now, and I believe that that has already been set in motion. And God is calling each of us to pay attention to it. You know, I think that there was even a shifting in our spirits as you read the word. For some of you, something was happening as you were reading the word of God. You know, according to Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, God is a God who changes the times and the seasons. And we are called to be alert to those changes. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 2 to 3, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he said, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Although us as men and women, we do not determine the seasons, but we are called to discern them. And I believe that all of us collectively as one body with one spirit and that are called to one hope, we're about to embark on a new season. Do you believe that? And this new season, it's not caused by the scheduled end of our Sabbath season or by the changes that are happening behind the scenes at New Philly or the fact that the furnace is about to start off next week. All, the, all of these things may be an effect of what God has already determined for this time, but it is not the cause. There is something that is causing a shift in this place, and it's because a new season is about to happen. And I really believe that God is calling all of us to pay attention, not to our flesh, but pay attention to what's going on in the spiritual realm. You know, about three months ago, God gave me a three-part series of dreams that although they were slightly different from one another, each of them had the same message. And while I thought this message was personal for me, and it did speak to me personally, as I was praying, God was also leading me to believe that these three dreams are, have a message in store for the church as well. And the first dream I dreamed, I found myself behind the scenes of a huge musical production. And to my surprise, I, in fact, had one of the lead roles. And the opening show was within moments, like within moments. And I was in complete disarray because I had no idea that, one, I had this lead role, and two, that I was even in this show. And I, I didn't know any of my lines, any of the songs, but I knew that the time was now. I was completely unprepared, and I was mortified about what was happening. And I frantically, in panic, I tried to grab someone else's script. This guy that was walking past me, and I grabbed the script, and I'm looking, and I'm trying to find my lines, and so I can do some sort of last-minute memorization and preparation. And what's so weird is, as I was looking at his script, I realized that all of my lines, all of my parts was already ripped out. They weren't there. It was too late. And I was in massive panic mode. And I could hear the people saying, oh, 
Everyone positions, positions, and the orchestra warming up, and I'm freaking out. Like, this dream was so real to me, and I was so scared. What was going to happen? It was opening night. People were filled. The audience was packed. And here I am. I'm a lead role in this musical, and I have no idea what I'm doing at all or what the musical was. Man, I felt like my stomach, it was in a thousand knots. And it was just a terrible, terrible feeling. And finally, when I was at the peak of just blowing up, I woke up. And when I realized that it was a dream, I was so relieved. Like, so relieved and praising the Lord that that was a dream. And it was really, I mean, that, that weight that I was feeling, when I woke up, I realized the weight was lifted off because it was a dream, but the message stood. The second dream that I had was I found myself in my home in New York, and Christian was in my house, and he told me, hey, it's graduation day. I was like, graduation day? He's like, what are you, what are you doing here? You're late for practice. What practice are you talking about? There's practice going on right now. And so I'm like, oh man, how do I not know that I'm graduating today? I had no idea what I was graduating from, by the way. I was like, how did I not know that it's graduation day? And so I was in a panic mode and I ran outside my house and I ran to the practice and I, I come under this tent and I see that there's this like runway thing happening and everybody that's graduating has these like fancy couture dresses and I walk in in like jeans and a shirt. And I'm like, oh man. I'm supposed to have a dress. And so I call all my friends and I'm like, hey, do you have a dress I can borrow? I'm in panic mode. And all of my friends are like, yeah, I have dresses, but they're not going to fit you. It's like, oh, what am I going to do? And finally I see families. They start trickling in. And they're sitting in the seats. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to invite my family to this graduation that I didn't know about. And I still don't know what I'm graduating about, but I know that my family should be here. And I didn't even invite them. Again, I was completely unprepared, unaware of what was going on, unaware of the fact that it was my graduation day, and I woke up in panic. And again, relief that it was just a dream. You know, the third dream that I had was that it was also graduation day. And God, he just, just so I can get the point. Um, it was graduation day again, and I found myself in this room full of, I, it was like a wardrobe room, you know, like where you get ready, but it was like a bunch of us. A bunch of church people were there. A bunch of my high school friends were there. And everybody was getting ready because it was graduation day. And when I, when I was in that scene, that's when I figured out, oh, my gosh, it's graduation day. And I'm like, oh, man, everybody has all these, like, outfits, and they're all getting ready. And I'm like, I have nothing to wear. And so there was all these clothes around me. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just pick out an outfit right now. And I'm trying to match, like, an outfit. But everything I'm wearing looks terrible. Like, it just, the clothes don't, the, the, the clothes itself are just ugly. And the ones that I somewhat like, they don't fit me. They're either too big or I can't pull them up. They're too tight. And it was just, I was in panic because everybody looked so nice. And I was like, man, I look silly. And so everyone was like, all right, graduation's about to begin. We got to go. And so I said, no, 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 you guys go ahead first. I'll catch up with you. And I stayed behind because I wanted to get a right outfit. And next thing I know, graduation ceremony was practically over, and I woke up. And so I had these three dreams, pretty, pretty clear. Um, in all three dreams, I was unaware of the time. I was unaware of what the time was for that moment. And because I was unaware of the time, I was completely unprepared, completely and utterly 
unprepared. And I felt like, you know, those five virgins that are panicked to find the, the little bit of oil. They're trying to skim off the oil from the other versions that were prepared, but it was a little too, too little too late. That's kind of like the feeling that I had. And I was like, man, now I understand what these girls were feeling like because that's it. That's, that's what I felt in those dreams. And I, that's what God, I felt like, was speaking personally to me. You got to wake up and get with it because... If you don't pay attention to what I'm doing and the times that I'm bringing you through, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be completely unprepared. And so I felt that this was a warning for myself. And as I was praying further, I realized that this wasn't just for me. It was for me to share with the church. And I believe that God is calling us to pay attention He's calling us to pay attention to what he's doing and what he's going to do so that we would be able to be prepared and ready for when the time comes. And like the first dream I had, I believe that God is setting the stage for something right now. He's setting the stage. And the New Philadelphia Church, we have a lead role in this musical, in this performance, in this thing that God is setting up. We have a lead role. And so instead of, and God is calling us to realize that and to begin to prepare. You know, when we have a lead role, like Pastor Christian was saying earlier, there's a temptation to be caught up with pride. I am the star of the show. But obviously that is not God's heart at all. We're not the star. He is. But Having the lead role, there's also a greater responsibility, a greater sacrifice, a greater cost, and even greater preparation that God is calling for each of us to understand, recognize, and begin to move in. You know, I remember when I was in middle school, um, I loved acting. And I had tried out for all these plays and musicals at my school. And uh, I was... (laughs) Marcus was in the office earlier today, and he didn't know what I was doing, but I was YouTubing one of the musicals that I was in, The Pajama Game. Do you guys know that musical? The Pajama Game. Okay, all right. So anyway, um, I had tried out for all these musicals and all these things, and I had to compete with these really talented white Jewish people. Um, I realized that every time Christian preaches, he talks about, like, growing up in Philly with black people. And every time I come up, I always talk about, like, white Jewish people. Like that's that's like all I know. But anyway, um, so they were, I had a lot of talented kids, but you know that that didn't scare me. And so I tried out for these musicals and these plays, and you know it would be like a week long worth of tryouts where we do singing and dancing and line reading. And at the end of the tryouts, we'd rush and not rush, but we would wait expectantly for the list to come out. The list that would be posted up on the chorus room door of who got what part, and each time, I would be eagerly expecting the lead role. And obviously, I mean, I made the list. I mean, clearly. But strangely, all the roles that I had never had a name. They are always like extra number 21 or like women sitting on the steps. Like one play, it was about this like Sherlock Holmes mystery. Um, my, my role was to scream behind the stage. Like, that was my role. So, Erin, now, ah! I'm like, yes! 
Like that was it. That was my whole role. Oh my gosh, this is depressing now that I'm talking about it with all of you. But um, you know, I go to these rehearsals and I go to these practices with my small role, and there was like huge commitment level. I had to be at every single practice. But I realized that the the students that had gotten the lead role, they had to put way more effort into the production. I mean, they had so many more lines to memorize. They had so many, so many more songs they had to sing.、Uh, they had extra practices that they had to go to, and above all that, they had immense pressure that maybe women on the steps were not feeling as much. And so, you know, when you have a lead position in a play, there's a lot riding on your shoulders. And here we are as a church, and I believe that God is indeed putting, casting us. And not because we're deserving, but because that's His plan, casting us as a larger role in this musical. I, have, I don't know what word to say, but this production, this thing that's going on, we have a larger role, and thus we have a higher responsibility. You know, in order to be prepared, we have to first be alert and aware. Now, I wasn't prepared in any of my dreams because I had no idea that I had something to be prepared for. And as a church, we need to tap into the moves of God that are happening right now, and to be led by the Spirit to ready our hearts for the changes that is that God is calling us to make. And Bill Johnson he puts it like this: Knowing how to navigate the seasons always sets you up for promotion. And just like my dreams, there is a promotion that is headed our way. There is a level in which we are graduating from, and another level that we are in the midst of entering. And like a plane at takeoff, there's this tension that's building up in our church, and a pressure that we're all experiencing. That although may seem uncomfortable and overwhelming, I believe that this pressure is building up a momentum that is positioning us for a breakthrough into a higher level. We are about to break into a higher level. Amen. We are about to break into a higher level, amen? amen. And before you reach this high level, there's going to be pressure that you're going to experience. I mean, I did a lot of traveling recently, and every time you're on the plane, the takeoff and the landing are the worst parts of riding on a plane. Because right when you're takeoff, like I always try to fall asleep so that it could be less of a You know, distraction. But literally, you feel like the air pressure just all around you. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's just this pressure that's all around, and it's just so uncomfortable. And you, you sometimes your ears pop, and you have to swallow your spit to kind of like equalize whatever whatever is going on. I'm not going to pretend like I know. But when we were on our way to Cambodia, and I was Sitting on the airplane, and we were about to take off. God was like, "This pressure that you're feeling is necessary for you to. It's necessary for you to experience in order for you to break through the next level." And so God was showing me that this pressure. It sometimes it's not. Oh, the enemy is attacking Satan. Ah, it's actually God ordained pressure that we gotta go through. In order to position ourselves for breakthrough, and so I believe that that's happening right now in this church. We are in the midst of a new season. I feel it. I know it. God has confirmed it, 
And we're on the brink of this new season. It may not be just for our church, but maybe for what God is doing in Korea. There's this new season that God is about to bring us through. But right before we walk into that season, there's some pressure that we got to experience. And so let's all turn to Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to look at verses 3 to 5. It says, A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You know, some people in this room, I believe, are looking for a breakthrough. If you're looking for a breakthrough, say amen. Amen. And I believe that some of us have been feeling like we've been in the wilderness. Some of us have been feeling we've been a little bit tried in the desert. That things have been a little bit more dry. Things haven't come so easily as it has before. There's been a struggle that some of us have been experiencing, a pressure, uh, almost like a Israel Houghton, he says, anti-you barrier. Right, And I believe that where we may be coming off a season of fire, signs, and wonders, some of us have also experienced a season of distance, discouragement, and doubt. And God has quickened in my spirit that this season is not going to last long. That in the horizon, he's calling us to come up higher. It says in the word, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We do not need to wait any longer because where we're at right now, if that is you that is in the desert and in the wilderness, God is saying, get ready. Get ready right now. Get ready. Prepare for me because I'm about to come through with a breakthrough, a breakthrough that you've been crying out for, a breakthrough that you've been desiring and your heart's been breaking for. That's about to happen. So prepare the way. And while this whole chapter is prophetically speaking about Jesus' coming and the end days, I also believe that it's speaking directly to us in this situation in our day right now. Where you have been hitting the lows in your relationship, lows in your faith, where you have been in the valley of discouragement, God is about to lift you up and make low of every mountain of doubt and despair. And he's about to steady our feet and plant them on level ground. That the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed in our lives and in this church for all to see. Hallelujah. God is about to lift us up, brothers and sisters. And he wants to remind us today that the word of the Lord will stand forever. Everything else may pass away, but it is God's purposes that will remain. And his purpose is for us to come up higher. Verse 9 says, Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion. Herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good news. Lift it up. Fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Isaiah writes these words out during a time when Israel was under captivity of the Babylonians. And before that, they were under the captivity of the Assyrians. And so Israel is in a place of a lot of oppression and a lot of just oppression (laughs) and bondage. 
And here Isaiah is calling them out and he's saying, go to the top of the mountains and shout out how awesome our God is. And I bet that these Israelites did not feel like that's something that they want to do. They were discouraged. Many of them were disillusioned that God had forsaken them. Yet the Lord was calling for them not only to turn back to him, but also to have an expectancy of their deliverance. He was calling them to prophesy over their situation, prophesy over themselves that God is coming in power and in might. And there has been a spirit of discouragement that seeks to steal the joy of the Lord in each of our lives as well. Some of you might have been feeling overwhelmed. Some of you anxious. Some of you discontent. Specifically about the upcoming months. What the enemy does not want for us to do is to prophesy over ourselves the deliverance over our circumstances, over our situations, to prophesy that this next sowing season is going to be one that we've never seen before, to prophesy that God is about to do something even grander than what we can ask or imagine. That's something that he does not want us to do. And so he's been attacking the church with spirits of anxiety, of being overwhelmed with having to deal with another semester of school, more months at work, another season of sewing in the church, looking for a job, and the worrying of all the things that we need to do and how we're going to balance all of it in our busy lives. And all that worry is sent to cripple us. And just thinking about it can make you tired. I had a, a planning meeting for Emmaus this past week. And when my staff, who... I love. And I had sat down and began to think about all the things that we needed to do and things I needed to get done and how the semester is going to lay out. I could physically feel the pressure all around me. Like I just suddenly became so overwhelmed about everything that was on my list. And it just, I kicked everybody out after we had that conversation because I just couldn't handle and plus the meeting time we were going over so I wasn't just kicking them out but I kicked them out because just seeing them there reminded me of all the things we had to do yeah <laughs> and I just I just suddenly I felt almost like discouraged and I felt like um, just a spirit of despair came upon me as I just was looking at all the things that were upcoming instead of a spirit of expectancy and excitement you know God is calling us out of that spirit out of our burdens, out of our anxieties, to a higher place of expectancy and of hope. And he wants us to see through the eyes of faith. And he desires for us to remember who he is. For when we lift up our eyes to him, we position ourselves for breakthrough. In verse 26, it says, lift up your eyes and see who created these. When we come up to a higher place, we're closer to the Lord. And when we're closer to the Lord, we have a higher perspective. And all of the sudden, the things that seem so big suddenly appear so small. And we're able to have this greater view of what is happening in the spiritual realm, thus making it possible for us to align ourselves with what God is doing. It's when we come up higher and we discern the times and the seasons that we can experience the greater levels that God is calling us to. You know, you may feel the pressure as you go up, but my message for you today is stay in hope. 
The breakthrough is on its way. The breakthrough is in your midst. It is so close. The, da- the door is right in front of you. What God has in store for us in this new season, it will challenge us. And there will be times where we get overwhelmed once again. But when I think of those things, I remember verses 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. And he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And his power He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and they fall. But they who wait for the Lord, and in the NIV it says, for those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. And they will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. God is on our side. And when we wait upon the Lord, when we put our hope in the Lord, our strength is renewed and we mount up on wings like eagles. And God has called New Philadelphia Church to be a part of his divine purposes for this hour. And God has called each and every single one of you to a certain purpose and a certain role in this hour as well. And we are called not to be unaware, but to be aware of the times that God is bringing us through right now so that we can be in the midst of preparing for what God is about to do. And so I just want to declare in faith that we are in the threshold of a new season. And God is pulling us out of the depths in order for us to rise up and ready ourselves for the greater things that are yet to come and the greater things that have yet to be done. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer.